Welcome to Big Hospitality's latest United We Stand podcast. Today we're speaking to David Carter, the founder of Shoreditch Barbecue Restaurant Smokestack and the co-owner of recently launched Soho restaurant Manteca. Thanks for joining us today, David. I, I, I hear you're, you're back at the restaurant. Yeah, we just got back in the restaurant today, actually. So um, we spent, uh, I guess, the better part of last week kind of setting it up for, um, I guess, 30% less covers and, and one meter distancing. So today we've got... Um, the team back on site. Smoke is fully loaded. Um, uh, it's to, 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 the, to the top, to the capacity. And um, yeah, just trying to get everything ready for that at the restaurant. So I think that is a busy day. Um, it's looking quite promising, actually, booking wise. Um, how long that will go on for is another question. And I, I think I can probably guess the reason, but could, could you just talk me through why you've opted for this new version of Smokestack, which is going to be a little bit simpler with a, with a much smaller menu? I think there's a few reasons for it, really. Um, and I guess the biggest reason is when we, when we, what we're doing with the team, first and foremost, is we're only bringing back about 35, 40% of the team to start with. So we decided to close Monday to Friday lunch, and we're closing Monday and Tuesday all day, just so we can bring back the team in slowly. Um, the guys are obviously on furlough now, and you know if, if the guys are saying making 300 quid a week on furlough, to bring them back here for 250 quid a week isn't really going to help their case right now. So we figured it'd be in their interest to kind of start back slowly, and with that we kind of peered it back and said, well, look, we don't want the grill in place. Uh, we'll strip back the menu. So part of it is from an operational angle, and I just think. I we started doing this with takeaway as well. Uh, the takeaway offering we were doing over the last, I guess, two months has very much been a period back version. I just think there's a bit of demand for it. Um, we're between minds whether we'll ever evolve from this or whether this is what the future smoke start looks like. And this is probably the carnation smoke start would have been, I guess, five years ago um, if we had opened. But obviously, barbecue became sort of quite bastardized for a while, and there was lots of different versions of it. Um, and at the time, it sort of became more of a restaurant than a, I guess, a U.S. barbecue joint. And I wouldn't call it a U.S. barbecue joint now, but it's definitely got a bit more of the elements of it, I guess. Uh, oh, it's just very raw, raw simplicity. Yeah. You want to be creative, right? That's the that's the most fun part of your job, you know, um, being you know coming up with new concepts and new ideas and new dishes. And I guess there's also a chance to be creative. So it's just a very very stripped back approach. Um, I love both in equal measure. Um, and that smoke second in its previous years was, was very sort of restaurant focused. This is as well, but again, this is sort of more of a one course something than a sort of three course for the restaurant. Uh, and we'll see sort of how well it's received. You know, the biggest question that we all have in our hands is, is two is the demand, right? The supply we've reduced the restaurant by 30%. And we just want to see what the demand is like, the appetite to kind of go back out by the public. So we just figured out, let's keep a really, really simple version. Um, and yeah, we'll decide, I guess, um, probably come end of summer, whether this kind of stays or whether it goes. Um, and yeah, take it from there, I guess. Yeah, so it sounds very sensible, and I guess there's no. It's quite nice that there's. I guess the flexibility of the furlough scheme means there's there's no pressure to make that that decision immediately. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I I agree. I think um, you know people definitely want to get back to work. Though we had a meeting with the team last week, and while it's all well and good, we're only bringing back you know I guess 40% of the guys. They all want to come back to work. So the aim would be to. I think I don't think Monday to Friday lunch would be a thing for a while. I think offices are obviously not not going back to work. Um, but I think, you know, the idea would be get back to seven days a week, legend, just dinner, sorry, uh, and then weekends all day. So, yeah, there, there isn't a pressure in that sense, but I guess because of furlough, but there's also there's the pressure for looking after the team. Um, and, you know, the guys sitting at home not being able to work or, or, or do things that is, 
that's definitely weighing on them, and as a result, it weighs on you as, a, as, as an employer, I guess. Obviously, you you forced to, to to close, and then you you reopened relatively soon after that with a takeaway offer. Can you tell me about the the ins and outs of of, of creating that offer and and how how it went? Yeah, well, we um we obviously shut shop, I guess, mid March with everybody else, and you know, I guess probably the day before the Monday of that week, we we're like, okay, well, look, let's go to the takeaway menu only. Came up with this idea of doing sort of very, very old school, meat by the 100 grams, sides by the pints, uh, plus the double pudding. And that was definitely the direction we were going. Um, and then we were, things started to get pretty, pretty hairy. Um, you know, the, the virus was obviously accelerating, it's fair amongst the public. And it just didn't feel like a very responsible thing to do as a business. So we said, look, let's just kind of, let's kind of, let's just pull this back a notch. Um, and we kind of said, look, let's close up. And then for the next few weeks, we were like, well, you know, we all hunker down. But then after that, you know, you've got the itch. You want to kind of get back to work and be productive. Yeah, of um, some of the some of the places in the states uh, where we sort of travel quite quite a bit, you know, they would do a Saturday-only barbecue where it's just literally they cook a ton of meat that night, and it, when they, they sell it the next day, and when it's gone, it's gone. I think you know, having gone to like sort of butchers and fishmongers and seeing the queues and so forth, I guess over East weekend and and, and that sort of time, you really realize there's a huge appetite for for the product still. Um, and we said, well, look, let's try and go for that sort of approach where, you know, it's much, it's a bit closer towards a, a butcher uh, or a fish by the way. Um, it's cooked um, and you go home and then you enjoy it. And the first weekend was a, was a cracker um, and our best weekend yet, to be fair. But I think at that point, people at the time was a bit controversial. Should we come out? Should we not? But I don't know. I think it felt the right thing. And we were being quite responsible in terms of, you know, I was when it was two meters and heavily well, very heavily policed by the police themselves. So they would rock up and make sure that we were sort of behaving ourselves. It kind of, you know, felt like its own, like its own identity. We didn't need as many guys in the kitchen. We didn't need as much steps. Um, and, you know, it's a bit like Floor doing a, a SAPP stuff, you know what I mean? It kind of makes sense. It's sort of um, a brilliant product. I'm sure it's incredibly well. Um, but it's a simple product in the grand team of things compared to what they normally do. Um, and then you're going to need less people. Uh, and probably be able to get more dishes out of the kitchen, which is which is sort of the aim of the game, I guess, right now. And um, what was the? You said the police are, uh, you know, around making sure that social distancing is enforced. What what about this yeah. slightly odd sort of grey area that, that restaurants in various bits of London have found, and, and I'm sure elsewhere in the UK, where you know you're selling people food and drink, but where I guess the question is where do they eat it because I mean a lot of people would want to eat it relatively close by to the restaurant what what was yeah, your yeah. approach to, to, to doing that because there were there've been lots of different approaches that I've seen in London no I, I agree with you and I think I think it's sort of you know there's sort of two answers to that question in the beginning we didn't provide any of that we didn't provide napkins we didn't provide cutlery um, and that was really it was very much take your food go home stay at home is the message um, as things started to relax a bit and you know the government started to kind of relax the, the rules, so to speak, and the guidance, rather, um, then it became, well, you know, can we go up there and can we sit down and eat? And I think the police became relaxed. We became a bit more relaxed. So I think if you roll back, so I think April 27th is our first weekend. So obviously this past weekend, it's completely changed, uh, whereas we'd have the tariff set up. We wouldn't serve you, but people would sit down um, and finish your food or whatever uh, and then leave. But it was all done in a, in a very respectful way where there is sort of enough space between tables and so forth. I think the conversation is, it, it's obviously changed, you know, things have progressed as, as, as time has gone on and I think we've sort of adapted um, to the times really, um, very much like what we're doing now, you know, just kind of adapting to the times and 
you know, we're not opening back at the restaurant we had in March, that's for sure. Um, so it's just a chance of, of evolving and, and, and being quite dynamic, really. I think most restaurants are opening on Saturday are going to do quite well. Um, and I don't think there's any fear of that. But I think what we have in the back of our mind is what's it going to be like on the Mondays and the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays. And, and, and after that, there's a huge, there must be, you know, a rebellion to go to restaurants now, really. So, but it's sort of how long does it sustain itself for? But I've been hearing, I'm hearing, hearing pretty positive um, reports from friends um, that it looks like it's coming back. I think Central Soho is obviously a bit of a different story, um, just because I think it's you know the trains are not going to be that busy and people are not working in Soho, which is obviously going to be busier. But I think suburbia, I think um, any of the terrace, I think I think those sort of places could could do okay um, yeah. at the end of this really. Because George Shoreditch is a is a funny location in that I mean it's it is sort of central London but I guess it it is more accessible from neighbourhoods and some of the restaurants you know you could almost argue yeah. it's a bit, it's got more of a neighbourhood feel well, certainly than Soho. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think so. I mean, sorry, Shoreditch is very much neighbourhood. You know, we our trade comes on weekends and our trade comes on evenings. You know, so Monday to Friday lunch has never been our thing. Uh, it's always been a bit slower. So we don't really benefit from the corporate, but we've always benefited from residential. What are you implementing? I mean, for, for example, are you going to be taking people's details that, that come in? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the government is trying to as little decisions as possible, so they put the bonus onto the actual operators. Um, and I think, you know, they're sort of, you know, not taking any bull by the horn, so to speak. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've, we're sort of toying with the ideas of it still. Um, with a lot of industry colleagues and, and so forth and how we kind of approach it. Um, and and yeah, I think I think you know the face mask is, is is one that we keep coming up in conversation over and over again. It's sort of whether we take sort of details or we sort of take temperature. So there are all sort of questions we'll we'll have answered by staff. But at this point, I still think we're doing a bit of homework on that. Yeah, yeah, it is difficult, isn't it? Because I don't you don't want to get too in the way of people's experience, but then you also need to balance that with um, safety. It's a really tricky one for restaurants, I think. Yeah, I mean, I really think restaurants are, you know, a place of, of refuge and hostility. Um, and I think if people are really sort of quite paranoid about coming to restaurants, well then, you know, then fine. But I, I, I think we're more of the opinion that we're going to keep it sort of, you know, very respectful of the guidance and so forth. But I don't think we're going to go all out and, you know, for temperature checks and face masks and hazmat suits. I think the vibe very much is, is going to be sort of about hostility and making sure that we're sort of, we're doing our bit, um, but yeah, I, I don't want people to feel uncomfortable at the same token, you know, because while well, you may make one table feel comfortable that you've got all the protective equipment in the world, you may make another one nervous because you, you're so suited and booted in a full-on hazmat suit that all of a sudden it's like, well, what are you trying to hide? You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm more to the opinion that this is hostility first. Um, I'm very excited about restaurants reopening, but... I, I do feel a, a slight sense of, of, of trepidation, you know, in terms of how customers are going to behave and obviously throwing alcohol into the, into the mix. Are you concerned about, about how people are going to act? Do you think people, I, I think I'd be more concerned if I was a publican, but there, there is this, yeah. for me, opening restaurants on Saturday, it does seem like a bonkers idea. I totally understand why you'd want to open as a restaurateur because you need to make hay while the sun shines and get some money going for your tills. I, I, I don't, I totally get that. But I, I just, I just, I'm just a bit worried for the hospitality industry, I guess, in, in general about, about how customers are going to behave yeah. and sort of the possibility uh, of negative headlines, you know, on, on Monday. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's going to be a degree of people going buck wild, um, for sure. I mean, it's a bit like Bournemouth for the sun a couple of weekends back. 
Um, but I do think for the most part it'll be quite well behaved. I mean, the media going to the media is the media, right? They make headlines from selling these stories that sell, and they're going to celebrate sort of the the tricks that are kind of you know kind of ruining it for everybody. But I think for the most part, you know, we know what we're doing. Uh, we're rather responsible. We're not really going to tolerate people kind of going overboard. Not only that, it, it ruins the vibe for us as well, you know, as operators, and it ruins the vibe for other tables. So, you know, we know when to call it quits. We know how to manage our teams, and we know how to manage people. So I'm quite confident in, in, in our ability in that. So I think pubs is obviously, you know, drink-led businesses are going to be a bit tougher. But we're very much a restaurant. We're not a bar. We've got a bar, but this is a restaurant first, you know, bar second. So from that end, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just a bit worried to be sure. I think of the, God knows how many millions of people are going to go to eat on, on the weekends. You know, the vast majority are going to be quite sensible um, and aware of what's going on. Um, and I think we just need to kind of pay attention to that side of it as well, just not what, you know, not, not the negative, because I, I do think there will be negative. There will be people that go off the rails, to be fair. Um, and that's to be expected, but I wouldn't say that's going to be any different than any other Saturday night in shortage. Um, I don't yeah. think that's any other night. It's just, it's just this, for whatever reason, the photography, the paparazzi in the media will be there, they're trigger happy. Kind of, yep. you know, put it into the sun the next morning. Um, but yeah, they've already, uh, as someone said to me the other day, they've already written the story. It's, it's already course, been written. Of course, exactly. The, the narrative is there. <laughs> yeah. The narrative is there. And what's the plan for um, for Manteca? Manteca is an interesting one. Um, so Chris, my, my partner, Prime there, he's been in um, town quite a bit. I think Soho is, 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 yeah, it's tricky. And I think a lot of operators in Soho are kind of looking around and seeing what's happening. Um, the thing is with Soho is... <laughs> It's so heavily relied on on people working in that part of town uh, or going there for theatre, and if a lot of offices aren't back to work yet, um, and if the theatres aren't happening, then then it could be a bit harder for recovery. Um, so we're on the fence with that one right now. To be fair, uh, I think Chris is in town quite a bit, kind of having a look. Um, I hope it's sooner rather than later, but I hope more than anything, demand is there. Um, I do think there'll be some sort of version similar to this in terms of opening opening evenings and. And weekends, but you know, I think I think I think the tubes is probably you know, and public transport is you know, it's what people don't want, want to be beyond for the most part. I mean, I cycle around town and I drive, so you know, it doesn't affect me as much. But the vast majority, obviously, on the train, and you know, the trains are empty. You know, they they really are quite quiet. So unless people really start going back into town, um, then I think central London, it's, suburbia is where you want to be right now. So. Mantec again, that's one of the million dollar questions. We really do not know. Um, because there is a real, there's an inherent risk if you open back up and you, you bring back a team up a furlough and now you've got the responsibility of that and you actually start losing more money than you are already. You know, um, landlords are going to be demanding rent if you're trading, of course. Uh, staff are demanding their wages, of course. Um, and then you obviously bring in stock, which you need to sell. If you don't sell that, well, then you better pick them. Um, yeah. And I guess right now we just want to be able to see where the demands and, and what's it like. Well, David, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, best of luck for t- uh, tomorrow, and um, I-, I hope you get Manteca uh, open soon. Mm-hmm.